Erev Tov, today we study the 10th chapter of the Rambam's Hilchot Shabbat. Fascinating chapter. The Rambam addresses 8 different of the 39 Melachot. Number 21, Kshirat tying. Number 22, untying. Number 23, sewing. Number 24, tearing for the sake of sewing. Number 25, binyan, leave note. Number 26, stirat, to destroy for the sake of building. Number 27, makevet batish, which means to put the final knock on something to, to produce a product. And number 28 is capturing animals, tzeda. So eight melachot. Let's focus for a second on the first one, kshira, tying on Shabbat. The Raman tells us in the first two halachot that if two conditions exist, then a person has violated the melacha of kshira, mid-oraita, from the Torah. What are those two conditions? When you tie a knot, you're tying something that is going to last a long time. It's kayama, it's long-lasting. And number two, it is a ma'asei uman. It is a... Uh, a professional knot. It's a knot of a sailor. It's a knot that you would tie on a on a camel or a horse. It's a knot that a professional ties in Uman, not just a knot that Hediot, uh, someone like you or me, might consider tying. Now, if only one of these conditions exist, then you have violated a rabbinic prohibition, but not a Torah prohibition. And if it's neither long-lasting or a Maase Uman, if it's just a regular knot, that's uh, going to last for a day or two, however you define long-lasting. It's totally mutar lechatchila, as a person is allowed to tie this on Shabbat. Now let's focus for a second on some of the practical halachot. Can I tie my shoes on Shabbat? Double knot, single knot, single knot with a bow, what is permitted? But number two, I want to talk about tying shoes in halacha, in Jewish thought. Such a fascinating focus in a few different data points that come together and give us a whole worldview based on the importance of a shoelace. First of all, from a practical standpoint, from a practical standpoint, people often may tie their shoes with a double knot. A double knot means you're taking two strings, putting one through the other, and then doing that a second time. What's unique about a double knot is that if you pulled one of the strings, to undo it, it would not be undone. It's actually quite tight, a double knot. Is a double knot considered prohibited? So the Shilte Giborim, based on the Rambam, and also the Riff of Yitzchak Alfazi, argues that the Rambam suggests that this is prohibited. A double knot is considered something that's um, it's very strong, it's Haduk, it's Chazak, and therefore it's like a professional knot. And therefore, at the very least, it is prohibited midrabanan, if not midoraita. Rav Moshe Isserlis in the Shulchan Aruch Siman Shin Yud Zayin Seif Aleph paskins this way that a double knot is prohibited on Shabbat. The Mishnah Bura also paskins this way. On the other side, you have the Birkei Yosef, Rav Yosef David Azulai, who says that no, we're not machmir, we're not stringent about a double knot, and he believes that it is permitted. And in practice, we uh, we tend to paskin a double knot is uh, one should eat for Ashkenazim. It's definitely prohibited for Svaradim. It's something they stay away from. Okay, maybe one can be leaning it if it's really uncomfortable. But otherwise, we generally do not tie double knots on Shabbat. What about what about a single knot plus a bow tie? What's called an aniva? And this is in fact how many of us tie our shoes. You take the two strings, you pass one through the other, and then you take. The whatever's the two strings, and you tie a, a bow tie. What's unique about a bow tie over a single knot is that if you pull one side, 
it will open up. Is this permitted? So this is less significant than a double knot. And in fact, many paskin that this is, uh, this is in fact uh, permitted and uh, this is less significant. And one can tie their Shabbos shoes on Shabbat with a single knot and an aniva on top. That's with regards to the halacha. But it turns out that shoelaces play quite an important role in Judaism. And it all goes back to Avram Avinu. In the, story of the, uh, in the story of the four kings versus the five kings, in Parshat Lech Lecha, Avraham, a great warrior, goes to save Lot, and he defeats the four kings. And then the king of Sodom offers him, uh, he offers him, he says, I'll give you all the rechush, I'll give you all the possessions that we've conquered. And Avraham stands up and he says, I raise my hand up to Hashem. I will not take a string and even a shoelace, shoelace from you. Lest you say, I am the one who enriched Avraham. Avraham refuses to even take a shoelace, which is something which is insignificant from a monetary standpoint, he refuses to take anything. Yet, a shoelace seems to be very symbolic from a halachic, from a, a Jewish identity standpoint. We know in the Shulchan Aruch, Siman Bet Si'if Dalet, there's a very specific way which a person needs to tie their shoes. And if someone asks you, well, tell me a little bit about Judaism, the first thing we tell them, Judaism affects every single detail in our lives, even the way you tie a shoe. And how does a Jew tie their shoe? Well, they put on their right shoe first. You know, minal yamin, trila, lo yikshon. You put on your right shoe first, but you don't tie it. Then you put on your left shoe and, and you tie it. And then finally, you go back to your right shoe, and you tie your right shoe. Shoelaces, they represent Avram taking a stand against the corruption, against the, uh, against the debauchery of uh, Sodom. It also reflects the Jews' attentiveness to detail, our willingness to, even the way we tie our shoes is significant. This is also plays out from a, uh, in a case, in a time of shmad, in a time of, when Jews are being persecuted for religious reasons. So we know generally there are three uh, cardinal principles which we, uh, we, we never violate. And we, a person uh, should be killed instead of violating them. And yet the Shulchan Aruch in Yoredea Siman Kufnud Zayin tells us that if we're dealing with times of persecution and a Jew is being forced publicly in front of 10 people to violate the Torah in order to prove that we're not so serious about our faith, then the Shulchan Aruch writes, even when it comes to tying a shoelace, a Jew should, uh, should, should, should not listen to the authorities and he should, uh, he should not tie his shoelace in front of an idol. He should not tie his shoelace in order to uh, just to prove that we are independent and we refuse to bow to uh, authorities who are trying to uh, pr- you know, force us to, to go against the Jewish tradition, even the way that we tie our shoes. Okay, we're not going to violate that. And I, the truth is, I don't even think it's in front of an idol. If a non-Jew tells us and persecuting us, don't tie your shoes the way a Jew ties, ties their shoes and they're trying to do this to publicly persecute us, we may not listen to them. So the way a person ties their shoes, again, they have, you know, tremendous significance. And then what is ultimately being, you know, what do we, what do we ultimately learn from this, from this, from a shoelace? I think what it means in going back to Abraham is that a Jew needs to stand for something. We need to stand for something. Uh, we need to be. We need to be represented. Represented. Re- represented as a Hakadosh Baruch Hu in this world, 
and that goes down, it boils down to the smallest details. We need to stand up. And this is what Abraham does. He stands up and he says, I won't even take a shoelace from you. And a Jew is willing to sacrifice their life, even when it comes to the way they tie their shoes. And of course, even on Shabbat, even on Shabbat, we're careful about how we tie our shoes. Kesher shel kayama, kesher shel uman, because this speaks to the great vision of the Jewish people, which boils down to even the smallest details of how we tie our shoes. Wishing you a great day. Kult.